2: You're listening to another episode of Popcorn Podcast, recorded remotely, of course. And this week we're talking Birds of Prey, as well as some movie news and what's coming to home release.
0: Let's get into it.
2: So Tim, this week we checked out Birds of Prey because we didn't get a chance to see it in the cinema.
0: Yeah, we missed it, didn't we?
2: Yeah, this is from director Cathy Yan and it's obviously the... Uh, it's not an origin story, but it's focusing solely on Harley Quinn, the DC comic character.
0: Yeah, and I guess in terms of giving it a context, this is the eighth film in the DC EU, which stands for the DC Extended Universe. Kind of like is it the
2: eighth, really? Yeah,
0: the eighth one. Yeah. Wow. But that's not. It's only eight in seven years since two thousand thirteen's Man of Steel. So in terms of the volume of films within this cinematic universe it's actually not that many to be fair but Mm. we all know that they have stumbled quite a few times to get the stories right and the films right Mm. you know batman vs superman justice league suicide squad which is what this film is i would say would you call it a spin-off of suicide squad or a sequel
2: not a sequel, it's in the same universe, the same sort of thing that Marvel does, I guess, where they're all interconnected in some way, although this one is not heavily interconnected.
0: No, and I think that it's always a bit confusing when, when this is a film part of a shared universe, albeit a broken one, but I struggle to find the relevance and the hook and where it played a part in it all, and I guess mm. maybe we should probably kind of give it a bit of context in what the film is about, so... Harley Quinn splits with the Joker. That's kind of how the film Mm. opens. So she emancipates herself from him uh, as like his sidekick and lover sort Mm. of thing. So she's like, you know, I'm my own woman, my own person, my own crook. Uh, Mm. And she goes out on her own. But then she joins, uh, I guess, eventually with the superheroes Black Canary, Huntress and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord who's played brilliantly, by the way, by Ewan McGregor, I think.
2: Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy Ewan McGregor?
0: He was camp. He was ridiculous. He was funny. And I mean, just in terms of two highlights of this film, and we'll go into more detail, I think that Margot Robbie was extraordinary. She was excellent. Always. She Always. injected so much life. She has a lot of passion behind that character. Mm. Uh, arguably, the only thing that anyone enjoyed out of Suicide Squad was her take on Harley Quinn. Mm. And then... You and McGregor, as the as the main villain in this film, were both. He just excellent.
2: kept saying "ew" over and over again. Ew, ew.
0: <laughs> Which is quite funny because his <laughs> his thing as a villain is cutting off people's faces, and t- to think that he finds things ill, like insignificant things ill, but he does that is just kind of adds to how camp he was yeah. as a character and how ridiculous. But it was it was fun.
2: What did you think about the breaking the fourth wall that it's sort of borrowed from Deadpool?
0: Yeah, look, I liked it. I don't think it was as effective as Deadpool. That kind of broke uh, new ground. Let's maybe that's a bit overzealous, but I think mm. it did break new ground, especially to the lengths that it broke the fourth wall. I quite liked when Harley chose to break that fourth wall. She was the narrator of this film. It was mm. it was from her point of view, and I guess she was a unreliable narrator. But that kind mm. of added to the flavor of what this film offered, I suppose.
2: It did kind of get on my nerves a little bit. Um, when she kept mugging to the camera with the eyebrow raises, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I've just got a great idea. Or, oh, that was fun. And yeah. I thought, oh, okay, already. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you think about the way that the story was told? Probably for about, I would say over half, it kept jumping timelines.
2: Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because it was quite a chaotic structure, but I think it needed to be in keeping with Harley's character. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's quite psychotic. She's not mentally all there. Oh, God. and. Her. I think this is very in keeping with her character. So it was a bit jarring, but I think it needed to be done. It was quite a clever take, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I went in knowing that that was the way they told the film. And I always Mm. have reservations when that is a creative direction where, and yeah, it it plays with the chaos. So she's like, hold on, we just got to go back a bit. And then they Mm. kind of, within the timeline of things happening at the same time. And then at one point in the film, you meet the current, timeline and then it just goes in a linear fashion and Mm. I quite liked it I thought it was effective in how the film was told and the sorts of characters that you were exposed to I think it was a smart way of telling Mm. such a chaotic story however I think that the word exposition they took so literally in this film Mm. and it just went on for way too long I don't think that the final act or even some sort of like bringing the characters in the story together to then propel it forward didn't happen until the last 20 or 30 minutes of of a two-hour movie and I think that they just laboriously lent on that technique for way too long.
2: I'll agree with you there that it took way too long for the characters to come together. This was supposed to be an ensemble piece of these really kick-ass women all coming together to be the Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn working with them and It just took way too long to bring them together. And then when they were finally working together, it was a very flimsy premise. Mm. Like they hadn't really crossed paths and then all of a sudden they agreed to work together. Why would these people agree to work together?
0: I mean, they had the common denominator, which we won't delve into detail, something that linked them all together. Mm. Loosely. Loosely. But
2: it wasn't compelling enough, I don't think, in that moment.
0: I completely agree with you. And I also found that overall it was quite dull in that nothing really not happened but it just had this weird vibe and pace to it and mm-hmm. i felt like there were these gorgeous moments of stylized filmmaking but then mm. undercut by scenes and moments that would that felt really real within their environment and i it was like what sort of film are you trying to make here a stylized movie or something that was grounded in reality and i don't know if it was a if it was a budget thing where they couldn't really uh, you know achieve those sorts of aesthetics Mm. that the film did have at times. Do you know what I'm like? The scenes in the, in New York city in this, or sorry, in Gotham, if you will. And then they kind of cut to this super stylized, you know, on a motorbike and some incredible Mm. choreography and fight scenes. And I Mm. thought, are are we watching two different movies here? It felt Mm. a bit, it felt a bit disconnected.
2: Yeah, I see what you're saying. It was a super colourful film and I think that played really well into the idea that it's a comic book movie. Yeah. They're taking those comic book elements and the, the fight scenes were really good. Some of them were really good and some of them were just a little bit, you think, there's no way she would have won that fight. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it's not realistic. It's a comic book film, but at, at the same time, I was kind of like, Ugh. he's just waiting for her to get her little flip on and then... all she did was kick him it just that was very convoluted flashy way of doing things which Mm. didn't felt like it was trying to be more than it needed to be yeah that makes sense and then the even the climactic fight scene looked like a hell of a lot of fun to film and it was a hell of a lot of fun to watch but it just that was it it looked great but it didn't serve the purpose i think it should have
0: Mm. i think it looked amazing like some of those camera shots and choices and the choreography and how they kind of how mm. it was how it was edited together that scene in in the amusement park I thought that was just perfect I it was mm. really didn't fault that very much but I thought but
2: why did she need to stop and put some roller skates on
0: oh yeah but I mean you know now, things like that yeah I get that but it's kind of like she's so fucking unhinged this character it's like she does whatever <laughs> yeah. she wants she gets away with it it's kind of right place right time that's kind of her bag she mm. doesn't really have many powers she's a great acrobatic fighter if you will Mm, yeah and then she kind of just lucks out on on everything which is quite part of her charm I suppose I I was a bit under I was a bit underwhelmed I went in with really low expectations but to your point before it's like we're meant to be seeing all these great strong women fight Mm. together and I felt like I was waiting and waiting and waiting for that to happen and it happened so late I was like ah, oh I'm here for that. Why are you teasing mm. me this whole time to then not deliver it properly? Yeah.
2: It felt like a really big setup for what was to come after, what they're planning to come after. Mm. It was a bit of a wasted opportunity, I think.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, but then it that takes me back to my other point where it's like what's the relevance, the hook, and how does this play part in an extended universe? You know, they mentioned things like Joker. They she mentions but Batman wants, it's kind of
2: She points to a poster of Captain Boomerang. Yeah,
0: but I'm like, where are these people? You know, there was no deleted uh, sorry, extended scene or credit scene. Like
2: It's a title together.
0: Yeah, where where is the ho- and I mean, there's nothing wrong with standalone original films. That that's that's a mute mm. point in this conversation. However, when you are presenting and marketing a film that is part of an extended universe of other characters and stories you've got to make that work, Mm. which I think Marvel does so well. And they weave that in. They bring characters Mm. back in. They have these deleted scenes or extended scenes in credits that kind of tie it into the next thing. There was none of that in this movie, which added to its kind of irrelevance and, to your point, setting it up for the next one, Mm. which is good, but also kind of, well, why did this film have to exist in the first place?
2: Yeah. Are we ready to rate it?
0: I guess. I wonder where the future of this particular spin-off franchise is i mean it had a 84 and dollar budget it only made 200 million worldwide i mean they're oh. not huge they're not big numbers which is a real shame and it really wasn't impacted by the coronavirus pandemic yet so it mm. can't really lean on that as a reason but i ultimately i found it ooh, like quite forgettable so mm. i probably wouldn't revisit revisit it which is a telltale sign you know action Mm. comic book movie should make you want to go back and revisit it more because they're just so much fun and cool. So I'll Mm. probably give it two and a half popcorn kernels.
2: Oh, I'm going to agree with you. I was bouncing between, like, I really wanted to like it more than I did. Like I was really excited about this film and Margot Robbie's fantastic. She's so good. And the characters, all, all the women were good, actually. All the women roles were fantastic, but it's just, they were so wasted wasted it's a wasted opportunity unfortunately that's Um, such
0: a true statement
2: but that's not to say you shouldn't watch it because it was colorful it was fun it was enjoyable enough really but it it could have been better so i'm gonna go with two and a half two
0: okay we're on the same page there so birds of prey so you can buy that now on itunes and it's also available to rent from april 8th as well so catch that if you missed it in cinemas like us and we'd love to hear what you thought about it as well, whether you agree, are you disappointed or you're kind of rubbing heads together for more Harley Quinn in the years to come.
2: We've also got some news this week, more coronavirus news, of course. Director Patty Jenkins has finally announced that Wonder Woman 84 has been postponed to August 14th. This is unusual in the sense that a lot of film companies have held off announcing new release dates to see what will happen. This one, they're fairly confident that August fourteen is going to be the date. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think the world are looking very intently at the US because they're not really dealing with the pandemic very much and I feel like the US could become the epicentre of this pandemic and so how long will that last? Mm. When will they come out of the woods on this? So is August 14th a bit ambitious? I hope Mm. not, but only time will tell and I think it's nice to put some hope in people to be like, right, this film we've been anticipating for so long, we can see it now again. Let's just hold on to that and hopefully we you know won't get pushed out anymore along with everything else, but it could be could be likely.
2: What else has been pulled?
0: So Warner Brothers have also indefinitely pulled in the heights and this is uh, an adaptation of Lynn Manuel Miranda's musical that was due out on june twenty six. Lynn Manuel Miranda is of Hamilton fame. So this mm-hmm. was another musical of his that uh, the trailer looks just sensational, big, large musical that we're all really excited mm. to see, as well as uh, Scoob. So this was the animated film based on the Scooby-Doo characters, and that was set mm. for May 15. So that's been indefinitely pulled from the Warner Brothers lineup of films. And Malignant, which is a thriller from Aquaman director James Wan, and that was originally scheduled to open on August 14th, but was bumped for Wonder Woman 1984, as we've just mentioned.
2: Yeah. So this is already having a knock-on effect But whether it eventuates or not, we'll have to see. I Am Woman, the story of Helen Reddy, has also been officially delayed with no word on a new date as yet.
0: Mm, And then some films... Now, this is actually really interesting. So, some films are still casting. Do you want to tell us how?
2: Mm, So, they're obviously going to jump on board the whole remote thing and doing some, I don't know, Skype auditions or Zoom auditions or video auditions somehow. Um, Rally Car, a project starring Keanu Reeves, is currently holding video auditions for the main cast members to start opposite him. They're still moving forward with some parts of production, you know, the bits that they can.
0: I think where possible in any industry right now, you have to lean and achieve business as usual as much as possible. And I think Mm. casting and all those elements of pre-production are things that you can still move forward with. Mm -hmm. So we're not so indefinitely delayed where everyone's picking up projects at the same time. And therefore, there are these even bigger gaps in distribution Mm -hmm. of films and television into 2021. So this is, yeah, good on you, Keanu Reeves. Now, obviously our strategy right now is to look back and revisit films that we may have missed in cinemas and to bring you the reviews for that um, each week.
2: 2020 films. We still want to bring the latest films to you.
0: Exactly. So then you can obviously catch them at home, rent or buy. So what have we got coming up Uh, in the next couple of weeks? We've got Midway, which is that Pearl Harbor war film starring Aaron Eckhart and a few mm. others. I mean, yeah, anyway, uh, we'll, we might watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running. There's probably a reason why we miss that at cinemas. Uh, we've mm-hmm. also got Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. We've mm-hmm. also got Just Mercy and the Australian film Miss Fisher and the Crypt of Tears. And of course, Birds of Prey, which is out now to purchase and rent on April.
2: And that's it for another week of Popcorn Podcast. We're so glad that we can still bring you episodes and reviews.
0: Absolutely. We're committed to, you know, helping you pick films while you're working from home and Mm -hmm. to trade in that pint at the pub for a film that you might have missed like us and listen to the review and catch the film yourself and hopefully enjoy it.
2: Yep. And we'll talk to you again next week.
0: Thanks, guys. Catch you later.
2: Stay safe.